0: What a beautiful piece of art that person is. That sounds like a dig. You're a nice piece of art. That's <laughs> why like you say that to somebody who's just ugly. Your art, your face is so artistic.
1: Oh, that's so no, <laughs> masterful, mastered by the artist himself, him or her.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to 1000 Crazy Questions, the podcast. I'm your currently sane host, Houston Pierce. This is a podcast where we're having at least one guest a week and ask them a series of crazy, would you rather questions. We get into the psyche of our guests and explore topics and questions that maybe shouldn't have been explored. Take my questions from you, the listener, or from the list of 1,000 questions. You can submit question suggestions at me at 1kcrazyquestions at gmail.com or 1000 questions on Instagram. That's 1000 on Instagram. The number. The letter, the number, the number, not the word. Please rate the podcast. If you like what I'm doing, you want to leave some feedback. I don't know. I could take criticism. And uh, whatever podcasting rating app pops up on the platform you're listening to, follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to. And uh, yeah, that was the intro as fast as I can get out of the way. Today, I'd like to introduce my professional Denver blocker, marketer with an iconic style, Emma Marlowe.
1: Hi. I'm so happy yeah. to be here. <laughs>
0: Glad you're on. Uh, If you want to introduce yourself a little bit to listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself, what you do for fun and professionally, all that stuff.
1: Well, I am, like you said, I'm a marketer. I am a marketer for medical spa, so we do a lot of skincare treatments, and it's a lot of fun growing up in Denver and seeing it change. And um, I started blogging in 2015 when I was in college, and I have continued it through the years up until now and it's been a great way for me to explore the city and it's growing ways and i love being able to connect with people um, through social media and online and digitally so it's a lot of fun living in denver in this time for sure
0: Cool, oh, cool have uh is it been like especially okay since COVID or like I don't know, did that benefit or kind of hinder?
1: Well, a lot of my friends who are in the restaurant industry, bartenders and service providers have been hit pretty hard. And it's been um, really interesting to see how the communities are coming together to help each individual in their own way. Um, So COVID has definitely hit Denver really hard. And I feel like there isn't as much help from like government per se um to kind of help us get through there's a lot of restrictions in place um that are kind of affecting these businesses but um i think it's been good in a sense because it's helped these businesses get creative and kind of what they want to do with their marketing and um a lot of like the Denver the Denverites are kind of helping these communities as much or these businesses as much as they can. So it's really cool to see everybody come together to um, get through these times.
0: Yeah, especially it's like you know it's no one's fault particularly either so makes sense. All right uh, am I gonna explain the rules to you as well as the audience? there are two rules to this game slash conversation. Rule number one, you must always answer the question, no matter what. And if you have no preference for one or the other, you say the phrase, flip a coin and that means we move on. Flip a coin meaning that each option is 50-50 to you and that one is neither worse or better than the other. But that doesn't really happen a lot so it may not get used. Rule number two, whoever asks the question doesn't necessarily have to answer it if they choose not to. These rules only exist because as questions become harder and harder to answer, these rules become harder and harder to follow. Bam. And this week we have a Red Band episode, so that means that these rules might come into play. But listeners, if this episode does not fit your ears, let's say I have perfectly sized blue episodes already with the laces on them that are on the other side of this podcast So the blue episodes. Check them out if that's more for you. Uh, Emma, just want to remind you if you have any different questions for me, you have variations ask them it's a conversational podcast you jump right in um quick but important disclaimers to the listeners everything is hypothetical i mention that every week but it's true that goes for the blue and red episodes um everything i say is either for conversational or comedic purposes lastly emma before we begin is there anything that you like to ask or declare or is there any inherent those mental biases you know you just may have
1: mental biases well um Well, I guess I, it's hard to explain kind of like the mental bias part because everybody has their own,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. like in different variations in many different like forms, but I guess I'm just coming into this experience with no like expectation um, or judgment of the questions presented to me. And I hope vice versa, if I have any questions for you, Um, but I'm excited and ready to get through this (laughs) yeah cool
0: I'm glad you you took your time to answer I'm glad (laughs) um there we go question number one uh would you rather own a jet or own a yacht
1: um I would rather own a yacht I love the sea life
0: (laughs) okay you don't like the sky life
1: I do I like flying but I feel like there's just something very luxe about the, like, yacht life and (laughs) just being on the sea. And I love um, the ocean and the beach and everything about being on the water.
0: Okay. What about going to other places? Don't you think, you know, if you had a jet, you could go to anywhere else faster versus a yacht just on the water?
1: That is true. I definitely think a jet would be have its perks um I do have a lot of um experience well not a lot of experience I fly pretty frequently so that um would be helpful for me but I think not having I've never been like a boater so having that experience would be fun for me I guess I would have to be closer to the water for me to ex- like truly experience it and oh, yeah
0: it. you live in, We li- yeah we're in Colorado. It's like there's not much yachting out here.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. But yeah, both of these are a win-win, so it's cool. I mean, I think I'd personally choose a jet, but both are fine. Honestly. Yeah.
1: Give your jet and or yacht a name.
0: Uh I probably would, and if I had to make up a jet name right now, it'd be something like j. Jessie. I don't know because all vehicles are girls for some reason. And, <laughs> and I just came up with that and since I'm going to commit to it, yeah, it'd be named Jessie. I have I don't know anyone in my life named Jessie, but wait, yeah I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> there it is.
1: I think I would give my boat's name um probably Catalina as an ode to stepbrothers because they really connect um the catalina wine mixer
0: oh okay
1: interesting <laughs> Such a good movie
0: it is another okay.
1: reason to get a yacht i mean well he sells helicopters never mind
0: <laughs> Next is fine uh next question uh would you rather be allowed to stay at any hotel in the world for free or never have to pay for food or drinks at a restaurant ever again
1: I think I would definitely choose to stay at a hotel anywhere in the world for free, because it gives me leeway to kind of experience more countries and more um, cities and more places, because I feel like one of the main kind of um, biggest issues with traveling are not issues or well, I guess it's an issue. It's just budgeting for where you're going to stay. If you don't know anybody um there's that's always a reason for you not to go I feel like but if you have like an aunt or an uncle who randomly is in Georgia you're like oh I'm just gonna go to Georgia because I have an aunt and an uncle who live there so I feel like the lodging piece of it is very like it's a big speed bump so having free lodging would be easy and just buying food you could cook it or just eat cheaply the entire time so That's what I would choose.
0: What about if you want to take your friends out to eat? Don't you want to, you know, have free food and drinks wherever you go?
1: Well, that is always a good, I feel like that's a good way to show the love to your friends by giving them um, a nice meal and a great experience. But that one's hard because, you know, you just, you also, so like are there for them in the sense of like you're giving them a place to stay as well with you <laughs> if you're going to go eat at the 711 on the corner one of those taquitos in the middle of the night yeah that's free yeah
0: that'd, that'd be great
1: <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah. i think i'm still solid on my answer
0: okay again okay. it this is a win win so okay <laughs> yeah on an, i mean i choose the food one but that's because i need to lose some weight so that's that's just me but but uh traveling would be fun yeah having free hotel access or whatever that'd be fun
1: Mm -hmm.
0: all right next question would you rather know that every time you have uh sex somewhere because of you a child dies or know that every time you have sex you have a 50 50 chance of getting pregnant. And that doesn't, it doesn't matter what you do, what you use, the chances are always 50-50.
1: Oh, oh, oh. See, I feel like it's always 50-50 for women anyways. I feel like no matter what you do, even if you use a condom, even if you're taking all the precautions and getting tested regularly, which I think everybody should, um, I feel like it's already 50-50. But if it's if it's 50-50 in the sense that like no matter what you do, um, I don't know, that just gets put a little bit more of a strain on it. I just, I feel like sleeping with someone and knowing that a child is dying because you're sleeping with them. But I feel like you're kind of already <laughs> doing that in a sense because like, you know, you're like, if you're, if you're able to, if the guy finishes, and he comes, he's already getting, he, like, there's already, like, babies in his, like, come. So, like, <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you, like, kind of killing it in that sense? You're not fertilizing that sperm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not. Well, this is getting into a controversial area, but I guess I'll, I'll I, I don't think that sperm is, this is just me. Okay. I'm not, this, this is just my opinion. I put myself out here, but I don't think that sperm counts as a life. It's, it's half. It needs to be, you know, it, it it's, it needs an egg to be something. And yep. uh, so it's, it's like, it's literally like wasting seeds. You're not killing trees or plants. You're kind of just wasting it. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of a weird word to use, but you're wasting it. But it's a, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything necessarily lost. I think this question is mostly if, like, what if, can your conscience take, you know, that? Or mm. would you would you just, like, abstain from having sex except for, like, would you make it just more, you know, tabooed where, you know, you know, kid's going to die. So you're, like, trying not to do that.
1: Yes, I think I would do the 50-50. Mm. Yeah, uh, I would either get pregnant or not. Because in a, it's already, you kind of already have that in your mind. Like, no matter what you do to protect yourself, you're always thinking, well, yeah.
0: I see. What yeah. if you already have, like, three kids? Are you still going to, you know, because this is lasting forever. This is
1: <laughs> oh. It is
0: not going to stop after your first or second <laughs> kid. Like, you know, this is...
1: This, lifelong.
0: Yeah, this is a lifelong thing until you physically can't have kids anymore or whatever, until menopause comes or what, yeah.
1: Well, then, in that case, I, well, that goes into a different topic in itself, you know. Um, I would, I would, yes, I would still continue to. Choose that one. Choose that one,
0: yes. Oh, well, I can't, I can't answer that that question. <laughs> <laughs> I. I I just can't, because I can't. Um, But next question, would you rather have uh, Spongebob's laugh or Fran Dresser's voice?
1: I would probably choose Fran Dresser's voice. I feel like I can make it cute. I don't... Can you do it? No, I'm not great at impression. The only impression that I can do really well is a valley girl from California, because it's just super easy. Okay. But Fran Dresser, she has a very distinct...
0: It's just nasal. Her it's yeah, just exactly. it's just a real nasally
1: Boston nasal. voice.
0: It's just it's <laughs> real annoying. I I can't do it either. That was my best shot.
1: <laughs> hey, that's more than I can do. Hello. I I mean the laugh, I could probably do a really annoying laugh.
0: The SpongeBob
1: laugh? Oh no, like the Friend Dresser laugh. Oh, yeah, her laugh is annoying too. Yeah. Well, okay, and that's like a different like spongebob's voice is also or his laugh is also annoying but it's kind of it. Make, it it's kind of funny it makes you laugh so yeah. you're
0: choosing the spongebob one because it'd be funny is you you know you're keeping your regular emma voice but then you're gonna laugh like spongebob i feel like that'd be hilarious
1: yeah that would be <laughs> like I, as i'm laughing right now just imagine like spongebob <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So. i can't even attempt his laugh though that's That that laugh is trademarked.
1: Seeing the videos of him do the throw
0: exercises
1: is really interesting.
0: He has scars underneath his chin. Tom Kenny. Yeah, from doing SpongeBob (laughs) for so many years.
1: I think, well, uh, in that case, I think I would choose SpongeBob's laugh because normal I'm a voice right now, and then SpongeBob's cackle. (laughs) time for everybody. True.
0: That'd be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, uh, just for I I can do the Valley Girl voice too, though that's that's pretty easy. But mm-hmm. I try to do not impressions, but just accents in general.
1: I have never been good at accents. I feel like I try too hard and I think too hard about the accent. I can say certain words in an accent, um, like "gavna." That's always an easy one. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, "gavna." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there was. A video on tiktok that showed you how to say certain australian slang words um using uh, like different accents and um the word bacon was involved bacon and bacon. bacon yeah like bacon, or yeah exactly like bacon. Mm-hmm. all I the oxen not- in
0: kind of hard to do it's <laughs> like, they're, it's like they're always eating their words i can't I had to really move around my mouth a lot for that one. It's tough.
1: That, I feel like, is a Jack Sparrow kind of accent right there. Oh, my Really?
0: Jack Sparrow?
1: A little bit. I kind of got a little bit of a Jack Sparrow moment there. <laughs>
0: oh, well, that's a fail for me. All right, this is real quick. I just added this to the list because I remember it's on there. Would you rather have a country accent or a British accent?
1: Oh, <laughs> country accents are so cute. <laughs> uh, uh, the Brits hate
0: that. The Brits don't like country accents. And uh, I know why. I see why. <laughs> I
1: mean, I can see why, too. It's it's like, what are you saying? But British accents, there's, like, so many different dialects in the British accent. So it's yeah, like, yeah. when do I want? Um,
0: there's a I, lot of dialect in country, too.
1: Oh, yeah. If I were to have a country accent, I would want something... Well, I guess I'm going to choose a country accent. It's so They're so cute. I just, they have, they have a soft spot in my heart.
0: <laughs> okay. But you have family that lives in the South?
1: No, I have a lot of friends that live in the South. Um, my friend Anne is from out there, and her accent is just the cutest. I remember meeting her for the first time. We haven't met in person. We met on Instagram years ago, but when we had met on FaceTime, I was like, oh. Your accent is so sweet and I love Nashville, Tennessee. Um, So that's why I have a soft spot for Southern accents.
0: (laughs) I see, I see. Interesting,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. would you rather? Actually wait, oh, sorry, scratch that. This is not a would you rather. This is uh, one of these open-ended hypothetical questions I've decided to add. Um, If there was a button, that could just magically make all drugs legal or illegal which button would you push if you know but this is all the way you're not capping it anywhere this is either everything's legal or nothing is where do you oh, fall
1: gosh does this also include pharmaceutical drugs
0: like yeah i wrote that in too that's okay the exception of medicine with <laughs> the exception of medicine this is like Anything recreational that's like be taken for fun, pretty much. But that includes cigarettes, alcohol, and anything else you could think of that is not medical. So I guess if someone, like if a doctor prescribed someone cannabis for a hurt leg, I guess that would technically break it, but only if it was, you know, for that hurt leg and they couldn't get any more after that leg was healed and there's just no way to trick anybody about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with yes. Make them all illegal. The button I choose is make them all illegal. I mean, not illegal. So, sorry. Legal. (laughs) Legal. We're going with legal.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, uh, all right. (laughs) Breakfast. Legal.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: Por qué? Why?
1: Well, I think recreational drugs um, and psychedelics, they all have their place in um, someone's usage with them. Microdosing on... Mushrooms, for example, is very very big in some um, industries just because of the um, positive effect it has on your overall um, emotional state, I guess. Um, And it's just really interesting to see how, I mean, places like Portland, I mean, that's the only place in the States right now that's um, passing such a huge law that, um, you know, affects like the entire, the entire state of Oregon. So um, yeah. seeing something that big is super cool. Um, so maybe we could take it from Oregon and kind of see how they handle um, the legality of, I mean, well, I got the decriminalization of yeah recreational drugs.
0: That's low key why I added it too, because I think I think that was crazy. (laughs) Personally, I think that, yeah. Um, It's a bit shocking, I think. Um, Obviously this question is very uh, extreme, you know, all legal, illegal. I feel like, you know, some should, the way we have it now with some being illegal and some being illegal, I think that's the way to do it. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: I mean, if I had to choose the you know, if I had to answer this question, I'd probably go with illegal. And Mm -hmm. even though um, I drink and everything, you know, that's, I feel it's, uh, alcohol is the most dangerous drug when you look at it. Well, I guess you can make an argument for sugar because sugar is tech kind of is one, but, um, because but alcohol is the most dangerous because, you know, it's just like, um, how many people you can affect because drinking and driving and how much, how, how it's like so readily available versus the hard drugs. And, um, I feel like if that were taken away, I mean, of course that happened in prohibition, but if like, you know, if everything was somehow magically taken away, you know, magically, because this is impossible. Mm-hmm. It would be ultimately for the betterment of society. And I can, I, I do understand see the other side of it, how making it all legal decriminalizes it. It takes the stigma out. It makes it so that we could help people who develop an addiction. But I think mm-hmm. that, that more, more so hard drugs, you know, are meant to just get you addicted that's their purpose so I don't feel like that doesn't help much and uh I think it would be you know it's going to be interesting seeing how Portland does but um I don't I fall on the I know I fall on the make it illegal side of the fence
1: Mm -hmm. that is um, a really good perspective to put um put it on you know if it's not if one person can't have it nobody can um Kind of, well, not that kind of harsh mindset, but just the idea where if it's not healthy for one person's body, then how could it be healthy for anybody else? Yeah. Um, Not everybody's body's different, but.
0: Well, yeah. Well, tolerance is different, but yeah. But the drug itself isn't. Alcohol itself isn't good for people. Exactly. And the safest drug, actually, I think it would have to be weed, because no one's ever you can't die you know you can't overdose on weed as much as you you can't and mm-hmm. uh, i think that i mean that should have been legalized years ago but mm-hmm. um it's just the hard drugs i feel like that's uh pretty tough
1: well i also think that it would also you could have a positive impact on you know tobacco usage too um it, i mean it's affected so many people and my life and i'm assuming yours and everybody's around tobacco all the time so i think that would be a good pop like a positive that came out of making everything illegal as well um i feel like that's a big one in itself just how easily accessible it is too
0: yeah i mean realistically speaking if you made everything illegal it just make drugs more that more you know appealing because if you there's no way to keep somebody from actually getting the drug if they really want it, you know, where there's a will, there's a way sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And that was the problem with prohibition in the, you know, because in the first place it just made organized crime, or at least you can argue that it made organized crime, but yeah.
1: I I kind of, I think that's why I lean more towards on the um, make it legal for everybody because, um, or not for everybody, but just make everything legal because that, in a sense, that's how it is now. There's always going to be um, like backdoor things happening, um, whether people know about it or not, whether it's legal or illegal. I feel like people who enforce those as well are, you know, they have like their involvement in it some, or like in some sort of way or whatnot. <laughs>
0: I 100% understand what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> sorry. No, I, I I really get it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, but that. that was such a, that was a bit of a deep question, but am going to move on to a lighter one. Comparatively speaking, this was, this was a sort of immature from the, <laughs> uh, from like the immature part of the list. Would you rather have your mouth and vagina trade places? Or uh, permanently smell like pee, and your pee is going to come out in your sweat. You are not, yeah.
1: So the first one does is that one a permanent? These are both
0: permanent changes. Your your sweat is now your pee, or or your mouth is uh, a vagina. They're just they're swapping places. It's all that's happening.
1: Exactly. They're going to uh,
0: work. Same, but they're swapping places.
1: Well, one's really like a physical change; the other one's more of like a a sensory change. Um, <laughs> I feel like the sweat smelling like pee is more easily manageable than having a vagina or a mouth. But in that case, like having a vagina for a mouth and having those switch would be and eat, like a seamless transition in some cases <laughs> for some people but for me I think I would probably go with but it's like would I rather be smelly or look weird
0: <laughs> that's pretty much the question
1: yeah um I, I, I mean I look smelly I feel like it'd be more easily manageable to manage a smell
0: yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think you're 100 percent right. Now, now that we're talking through it, I think smelling like pee is the is the easier answer. Right? Um, yeah, because one is a very obvious change, <laughs> very drastic change. Yeah, versus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that question's lopsided, isn't it? Oh well, sometimes you don't figure these things out until you start talking about them. But whatever.
1: I was thinking when I was talking about it. Well, you wouldn't be able to talk much if you went with the first option.
0: You could you'd be muffled. <laughs>
1: <Warm>. your, voice,
0: <laughs> your voice is just coming from your pants, so I don't know.
1: It would be, it would be a oh, kind of a, people would think it's like an art piece, you know, like oh, that's that's an art piece right there, walking by.
0: What a nice way to look at it!
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's what someone's gonna think. <laughs> what a beautiful piece of art that person is. That sounds like a dig. You have a nice piece of art. <laughs> that's when you say that to somebody who's just ugly. Your art, your face is so artistic. Oh, that's so that's
1: <laughs> masterful. Mastered by the artist himself, him or herself.
0: Sure. All right. Uh next and I guess last question. Uh this one's open ended. Uh if you had do you know if you had to uh describe the color blue to someone who has never seen color in their life there's someone who's blind from birth how would you do it oh gosh
1: um I would describe the color blue as I feel like describing colors as emotions is always a good way to go for me um so I would tell them blue is the color of the sea and the, when the sea in the sky meet.
0: What if they don't know what the sea and the sky look like?
1: I would say the, the sea and the sky look like... They don't the, know what
0: anything looks like. There. They, they're <laughs> born blind.
1: How would, I would say the color blue is what a lot of things are colored, which are also the sea and the sky. And that would be... Um, kind of like a calming, light, um, kind of deep color. How would you describe the color blue? Don't give me that. It's hard. That's that's why I put it on the list. (laughs) I I, I
0: put it there as a creative exercise for you.
1: Mm, Okay. Well, I mean if it's a creative exercise I would say the color blue is um the emotion that you feel when you're you had uh, I guess you had just broken up with your long term relationship and you feel nothing but kind of this melancholy freedom where you are hopeful but you're also sad that because you have to let go that's how i would describe it like the color blue
0: (laughs) okay okay that was pretty good uh i don't know if i'm picturing blue yet but that was pretty good uh
1: (laughs) well well we'll get there we'll get there
0: (laughs) um in the same vein, if you had to describe you know, a feeling, let's say you have to describe happy to a person or an alien whatever that doesn't feel emotions, how would you describe happy?
1: I would describe happiness as being in your favorite place with the sun on your face, your eyes closed and you're looking at the sky and you feel safe and you know that No matter what is going to happen in the future, in the moment. That you don't want to let go of this moment. I feel like that's what happiness is.
0: It's about not wanting to leave a moment.
1: Yeah, happiness is just being content.
0: Content is another word for happy. Well... I'm I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: Synonymous (laughs) to happiness. (laughs) Um, I think it's just being warm and I think of the colors yellow and orange and I think of the beach and I also think of hot chocolate and the mountains on a winter day and Um, I also think of, like, getting just, like, the perfect timing of things, like, when things just fall together perfectly at the right time. Always a good one. Also shopping, buying a new rug.
0: (laughs) Oh, you could have just skipped to that, yeah. What is happiness? Shopping. There it is. That's the end of it, yeah. Uh, I, I know I threw you some, uh, impossible questions at the end, but, uh, I don't, I think it's interesting to you know to try and tackle something like that <laughs> describing uh, colors and emotions is virtually impossible for a a person to do yeah. you know like you know if if uh it's something you feel it's something you see it it's a literal sense so
1: mm-hmm. like talk yeah. to pantone they would give you a great definition of what
0: you said pantel
1: pantone like the paint company or the
0: color uh, company. that's true the, the people who like label scents and everything yeah.
1: yeah they do the color of the year very very good at describing colors
0: cool <laughs> I have I gotta be honest I haven't heard of them yet but I will check them out um, Emma I want to say thank you because we're in on a blue note here because it's a it's sad but there's a freeing sadness in it or or the words he used i can't
1: pretty much like a melancholy freedom (laughs) i was thinking of titanic when i was saying that what
0: is that line from titanic
1: (laughs) well there's this part in the movie where rose's um like fiance is like you're acting very melancholy and it's just he's so dramatic about it so that's what i thought of
0: (laughs) oh okay i wouldn't have caught that all right. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. I'm just gonna tank it a while. All right. But with that melancholy freedom, I want to say thank you. You know, for being on. Thank you, listeners of a thousand crazy questions. And uh Emma, the spotlight. I want to you know hand it to you. If you want to plug anything, your blog, a website. You just want to tell the people, watch Shit's Creek. I don't know anything.
1: I'm actually. So my roommates are watching Shit's Creek right now. So that is a funny plug. But um, I guess I would like to bring, um, as much as I would like to bring awareness to my own platforms, I wanna bring awareness to different um, organizations instead. Um, one of them being the Loveland Foundation. They, um, it's a black um, a women, a black women owned um, organization that helps women of color kind of get back on their feet. Um, and I'd also like to bring attention to the fact that um, we still haven't gotten justice for Elijah McCain and Breonna Taylor and to just keep that movement going and um, to just you know, keep checking in on your friends and families um, with their mental health and especially with everything going on this year. So I would like to give a plug and shout out to all of those um, mentioned things. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, Emma. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, and Thank you, listeners, for tuning in with 1,000 Crazy Questions. Um, Let me know by email or by Instagram any questions you want me to ask, slash submit and add to the list. Rate the podcast if you liked it. Uh, Don't say anything if you hated it. And, uh, yeah, don't text and drive. Everyone have a good night. Thank you. Or a good day. I don't know what time it is. Bye. (laughs) Bye. to my music producer, Ominous, at BeatStars or SoundCloud.com.